It's James Governor, co-founder of Red Monk, and I'm here, I think, with a really interesting conversation today in Conversations with Red Monk. Yeah, we're here to talk about cost optimization and how that can become part of the developer experience. So basically shifting cost optimization left. Um, with me today, I have some excellent people from uh, Spotify that have kindly uh, joined me to talk about what they're doing in this regard. And so I'd, I'll hand over to you to introduce yourselves and let's have a chat about what Spotify is doing about cost optimization. Amazing, thank you for the opportunity, James. So I'll start off, uh, I go by Jai and I'm head of core infrastructure at Spotify, which includes amongst other things, being able to reason and optimize cloud costs. And we have with us Mira and Tim, if you want to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Amira Srinivasan. I'm the engineering manager for the cost engineering squad within Spotify. Our focus is presenting the cost awareness to engineers and also recommendations on optimizations. And I'm Tim Hansen, an engineer on the cost engineering team under Mira and uh, part of our core infra and platform organizations at Spotify. Great, well, thanks, thanks all for joining me. Um, so Jai, talk a bit about the journey that Spotify has been on. I mean, obviously, you know, you're a massive customer of, of Google Cloud. Um, you know, that's that's a substantial amount of of your uh, budget, and I guess that's why this is important to you. But tell me a bit about your your journey towards getting this um, under control. Yeah. So firstly, at Spotify, speed is one of these cultural principles that we hold very dear. So there's the saying by Daniel Ek, we aim to fail faster than anyone else. And so that's something that we continue to pride ourselves on. But then in the world of cloud computing, when you move fast, you can also have infinite costs that come back to, to haunt you. And so we've been through a journey over the last year and a half where we've been able to find a way to reconcile moving fast, moving quickly with some of the startup teams that we have at Spotify, along with some of the mature businesses we have at Spotify, and reconcile that with sustainable cloud costs. And the way that we've done that is instead of having the more traditional, here's a set of top-down things that you have to do, here's a spreadsheet for you to look at, We've gone back to basics and thought about it much more as an engineering problem and how can it fit into our engineering culture. So at Spotify, we have almost 500 engineering teams today. Uh, we're doing about 20,000 deployments a day with thousands of microservices. And the reason this works is because there's a lot of autonomy that's given to engineering teams. So we didn't want to come and say, hey, here's something that we're gonna do that's gonna take away that autonomy because suddenly now you have all these guardrails around costs. Instead, what we wanted to do was create a culture and foster a culture where optimization would be fun. Because one of the things that we know um, from having engineering backgrounds is that it's fun to optimize, you know, like that's something that I think most engineers really get enjoyment out of. Mm -hmm. And so how can we build a system and a an user experience that allows engineers to tap into that core, core value? Um, so that was really the work that we did in Backstage, which has been open sourced earlier this year and specifically in Cost Insights. Uh, which we open sourced earlier as well, to be able to present engineers, hey, here's how you can 
work on the things that you need to optimize and don't worry about the rest. Because there's also the other saying that premature optimization is the root of all evil. Yep. So what we try to do in Cost Insights is identify the optimizations that really matter. And for those that don't, don't stress out anybody about it, you know, because ultimately at the end of the day, we're trying to move fast. I noticed you mentioned um, backstage. Now, not everybody um, that, that is joining us, uh, you know, watching this will know what backstage is. So why don't you provide a bit of context uh, about backstage? And, and I think that then provides some really nice framing for why it's interesting to have cost insights as a uh, uh, as part of that platform. Absolutely. So Backstage is the developer portal that's used at Spotify. It can be best thought of as our central nervous system. So we have all of our components, data pipelines, services, etc., managed through Backstage. So you can create a new system in Backstage. You can manage its lifecycle. You can look at uh, doing CI, CD. You can look at monitoring, observability, all through Backstage. So it's really both the developer workflows as well as some of the operational workflows integrated into the same place. And the reason why it was important for us to build cost insights into Backstage is because Going back to this point about this being an engineer product, we wanted the cost optimizations to be done in a place where engineers are spending the bulk of their time, as opposed to, again, trying to bring a different system, like a third-party system, which engineers are less likely to use. We felt that from a user experience point of view, that would be suboptimal. Okay. And then I think one other thing that's really worth you know mentioning is the fact that Backstage is is, is open source. So it's a platform um, for building developer portals. So this is not just uh, something that, that Spotify will use, um, assuming that, that we see um, broader adoption. What I think is interesting, I think a lot of people are very keen, you know, they talk about adopting the Spotify model. You know, you've got McKinsey consultants out there um, evangelizing the Spotify model. So people do want to operate in a way similar to you. And I, th I think having uh, access to similar tooling um, is, is potentially quite exciting. Yeah, I mean, we're excited about the fact that Backstage was adopted as a CNCF sandbox project uh, not too long ago. And we've seen a huge uptick in con contributors and folks who are building their own plugins. So that's really the future that we see because we think it's going to be better for the community to build it together with us than for us to do it alone. And we've seen a ton of contributions and great ideas where people are contributing their own back to backstage. Okay, cool. So I feel like I should I should I should, uh, I should bring in the others here, Amira. Um, I'm I'm quite interested, you know, about the sort of the it's just you you call it a product. Um, obviously, for for a lot of people, they they'd be kind of saying, wait, isn't this something that's used internally? Is that just is is that partly the the Spotify culture that you that everything is a product even if it is internally? Can you talk a bit about that and how you've worked with the engineering teams um, to build Cost Insights? Yeah, um, Cost Insights. I called it a product. It is actually a plugin within Backstage. Um, it is a separate. We separate from Backstage, so that's why I called it as a product. But um, it is easily accessible for all the engineers within Backstage who come into Backstage. The way we are building it is we are focusing mostly on the post MVP systems 
that are growing faster than the business. And then we're looking at what the excess growth amount is and presenting it to the engineers in terms of FTEs or engineering headcounts. So this speaks very well to the engineers so they are able to understand what their excess growth is and they are able to look at the optimization recommendations that we are presenting along with that and they're able to optimize based on that recommendation. Okay. And how, I mean, in terms of Joy's talking about it being a, a game, Mira, how do you, um, how do you make it more game-like? How do you make it a, a good experience for the developer so that the engineer gets excited and, and wants to do this? Um, so the way we are making it a game is really we are pre the way we are presenting it, presenting the information right we are presenting it not just in terms of dollars we are also focusing on presenting the excess growth in terms of FTEs mm -hmm. so it's easier for people to understand where they are it's easier for people to understand how fast they are growing with respect to business um, we have plans in uh, plans in future to build some sort of a leaderboard etc so that you know people can really see how they are performing and compared to their peers. Um, right now, our cost insights plugin does not have the leaderboard, but you know, these are some of the gaming techniques that we plan to build. Okay, so I think that FTE focus is, is really important. Um, not all organ organizations that are thinking about this today. I mean, traditionally in IT, you know, we certainly, you know, we do think about how many, you know, think about the how many people we have on a team and you know how we keep costs down accordingly. Um, but I think from, from Spotify's perspective, you've got a slightly different perspective, sort of measuring everything in terms of FTEs, like what should you automate and why? Um, and, and, and I wonder whether that, that sort of culturally, Tim, maybe you could talk a bit about like what, it, it, it seems to me when I look at Spotify, like this is something that other organizations could learn from because it is a very, very strong focus for you that your teams think in terms of, hang on a second, I could actually get an extra engineer here. Yeah, that's been one of the challenges for us is to figure out how to evaluate trade-offs, you know, because it's always a trade-off, whether you're optimizing for cost or reliability, for example, sometimes fights with that a little bit. And teams need to know, like, is this migration worthwhile? How much am I going to save? How much engineering effort should I put into this? So having that engineer calculation allows you to say, well, if I put in two engineers for a month and I get four back, then that's an obvious win and I should do that. Whereas if it's going to take months and months of effort and only save me half an engineer headcount, then it's probably not worthwhile. And I should focus instead on feature work or other priorities for my team. So that's been one of the challenges is framing it in a way that you can evaluate trade-offs well. And what we found as well during some of these like hack sprints that we did early on was that people needed more granular information. So you can go to an engineering team and just present them cost. And they say, well, where should I focus my efforts? We right. have 50 pieces of software. What's the problem? Or where's the problem coming from? So we needed to offer them, you know, for service by service, here's the cost and workflow by workflow. So they can actually troubleshoot where the cost is. Yeah. So let, let's talk a bit about that because uh, you know I think I think we we haven't mentioned the sort of Spotify has some interesting um, uh, sort of language um, if not if not code names in talking about this stuff. Uh, Jai, I don't know. Are we are we allowed to talk about? I mean, it's been twenty twenty has been a year of of well, unfortunately, not not flattening the curve as well as we would like. Uh, but certainly, Spotify has been trying to bend the curve 
Um, and, and having bent the curve, you're, you're now talking about silver linings. Have I, have I got that right? Yes. So, you know, like I alluded to earlier, we, we have definitely gone through a journey here. Um, so when the narrative is move fast and think about costs later at a certain point, you can, uh, the rubber can meet the road. And, and certainly we were facing cost cliffs, if you will, um, at, at uh, a couple of years ago. And we went through this period of introspection and uh, went through these processes, these build outs around tools like cost insights to figure out how can we sustainably bend the curve and how can we do it in a way that's um, positive for our culture. So this came out of a, you know, a real issue for us and that we were facing a, a cliff that was not sustainable. Um, and yeah, this, so this is not theoretical for us by any means, but it's rather a function of the journey that we've been on over the last couple of years. And hopefully that other curve, uh, the curve that's, uh, you know, the pandemic curve will follow the same suit. Oh my goodness, that would be so great. Yeah, definitely the the, the positive news on on vaccines is, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, so, uh, Tim, in, in terms of, of um, uh, the, actually, uh, maybe, maybe Tim or maybe Amira, like, wh what are you seeing in terms of, of adoption? Like, what are the key metrics for you? Is this something that all teams are adopting or are there some teams that have sort of gravitated to this more quickly? Um, because I'm really interested in anything that involves changes in developer engineer behaviors, um, you know, particularly things like this, where it, it's not entirely obvious historically that cost optimization is um, the developer's concern. So what are you seeing about adoption? Yeah, we've seen a bit of a split. There are some teams where we introduce them to these tools and they key onto it right away and they start checking it and figure out which optimization optimizations they can do mm -hmm. and quickly put that into place. Other teams, uh, we need to prod a little bit more and just ask questions and say, why is this costing so much? Is this appropriate for the business? And sometimes the answer is yes, and that's fine. You know, we don't have a problem with spending or cost growth as long as it's appropriate for our business goals. Uh, but other times we need to rein it in and figure out how to optimize. And sometimes that means teams and platform coming over and helping the team in question to kind of figure out how to optimize a workflow, for example, that's running in, you know, data processing or something like that. So sometimes we do a little bit of consultancy. Sometimes teams kind of take it on themselves, but there's been kind of a mixed response, but it's been generally good in that. We find if you, if you just make costs visible, then people are kind of motivated to improve that. So it's one of those, you know, the metric doesn't improve until you can see it sort of things. Have there been yeah. any particular sort of breakthroughs? Actually, that's it. Like, so are there, like, does one team look at another? I mean, we don't have the leaderboard yet, but are there some areas where you've just been like, oh my goodness, we've saved so much money that everybody gets excited. Have there, have there been any sort of cases like that? Well, we, we do have um, a virtuous cycle in place where people who are doing cost optimizations are sharing it on a Spotify internal page and all teams are seeing that. And then another team does their optimization, perhaps inspired by the previous one and shares it. And that creates a kind of loop where that's part of the gamification. 
where you know you do this cool optimization, you spend a few hours hacking on something and save, you know, uh, five FTE worth of time. You share it, somebody sees it, and then other people then follow suit. So that is something that we've been seeing a lot. Um, but I do want to say, like in terms of teams and adoption, we have kind of three categories at Spotify of teams. One is the startup. So these are teams that are not really beyond the MVP phase. And then we have scale-up. So these are teams who have vetted an idea and are st starting to get to the next phase. And then we have mature businesses. So our Cost Insights product is really targeting the latter two. So things that are beyond the MVP phase. And so for most of those teams who are in the startup phase, they're going to get a thumbs up. So if you go to the Cost Insights product, um, the first thing you'll see at the top of that screen is things are looking good here because you don't have to worry about it. Right now, it's the time for you to vet the idea rather than for you to think about cost. So, so we've seen a lot of adoption in the latter tube and we're not pursuing the, the former, which is the startup teams. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. So Mira, I'm quite, one of the things I'm always interested in, in when you know building building a service or you know in order to get adoption would be you know sort of the the stuff that sort of um, some people might think it was boring like sort of documentation. Um, I, I, is this a tool that that that, that needs uh, documentation? How do you how are you structuring your communications with developers, or is it is it more intuitive because it's already part of backstage? It is more intuitive, it is part of backstage, and we also give a message to the engineers at the when they go into backstage, how they are doing cost-wise. The Cost Insights plugin has a uh, prime spot in the manage page where they will know what they are doing, how they are doing cost-wise. And if they drill down, they're going to see a good picture, they presented all presented in graphs. So it's easily uh, visible to the users, and it's also intuitive. We don't need a lot of explanation to explain the cost model. And we are providing it based on projects, based on products. So there are like different aspects which you will see in the demo, which is more intuitive to the developers. So we really don't need a lot of documentation. But we also go out to the squads to present the cost insights too, to get feedback based on you know, what they feel so we can incorporate those features back into the product. So okay. it goes both ways. And in terms of in terms of the way Spotify does these things, I mean, if, if we think about um, you know, things that begin as, as sort of pilots and so on, what what does your process actually look like um, for for engage like how much how much research did you do before you kicked off? Um, the project, or did you just know there was a problem that needed solving, and therefore just building a tool that was um, uh, applicable would, would would be the right approach? This product was built after the bend the curve effort was completed. So the bend, while we were doing bend the curve, there was a lot of learnings, right? When, as Tim was saying, when we presented teams with their costs, they really didn't know what to do with the cost unless we gave them more detailed information, more details about where the cost is leaking. So those kind of ideas, those kind of conversations and experiences were taken into building this product. So, you know, bend the curve effort kind of of drove what goes into this product. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, for me, I think it's partly because <laughs> there's sort of a debate in the industry. People say things like, oh, DevOps is a culture change. Therefore, if anyone is trying to sell you a platform, um, that's that's maybe snake oil. Like you can't buy culture change. But I think that can be a little bit short-sighted that what we want to do is we look at, at, at culture and process change, then 
automate and provide tools and platforms that can support that. And then that can provide uh, a, a virtuous loop uh, where we do more of, of the culture change. Yes, and and so I think part of what you you know what you were saying earlier with backstage is that we consider that a way in which companies who are interested in the Spotify culture can start to evaluate which parts of it make sense for themselves and potentially adopt it as an extension of the technology. So an example of that is Spotify. We don't have a centralized SRE team. We do ops and squads. Mm -hmm. And that's really ingrained in the way Backstage was built so that every engineering team can go on call and triage their services. So those kinds of aspects are very ingrained in the technology choices that we've made here and in the way we've built those products. Okay. Actually, I've got another question on, 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 on culture then. Um, there's the, the sort of, um, if we think about, you know, why do we do this? And, and I think, you know, very often American companies, everything as well, effectively everyone is coin operated. So you have to have financial incentives in place or, you know, this is part of, you know, this is one of your KPIs or you will not get promoted or, or you will not get your bonus if you don't do the sort of cost optimization behaviors, but at Spotify, it's, it's a little bit different. Have I got that right? Yeah. So there's a lot more of, you know, so when we talk about FTEs, uh, you know, that's, that tends to be the common currency for us. So if you do this optimization, you'll save X number of FTEs for the company. That doesn't actually mean that your particular team is going to get those folks as new developers, right? So this is something that you're basically doing for the greater good of the company. Um, but because of the larger cultural framework that we're in, that has worked uh, for us and it may not work as well in other companies, um, which I'll totally acknowledge, but, but there seems to be a recognition um, that, hey, this is something we're doing for the greater good, it's fun because we get to optimize, we get to be part of this virtuous cycle. And you know, it's not inhibiting how fast we're going because we're not putting in the same kinds of guardrails that you'll see at many companies. Okay, okay. Um, and, and I guess obviously the tool could be used in, in that fashion because the metrics are there. And if people did want to tie it to compensation or anything else, that would be up to them. Yeah, it's open source. So you know, folks can certainly build those extensions if if they wish. Okay, so you say it's open source. Now, Spotify is 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 very much um, very much about Google Cloud. Um, what about other? What about tracking other other cloud costs? And and you know, is is there an incentive for you to build uh, tracking for other cloud uh, platforms as well? Or 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 yeah, what, what's the story in terms of cross cloud? When we first built Cost Insights, we had this eye towards open source, so we always built it with sort of cloud optionality in mind that you'd be able to bring whatever products you have. So right now, uh, you can plug in AWS products to Cost Insights as well, just as easily. You know, we're not dictating which cloud you need to be on. You can even have a mix of products from AWS and GCP. So it's really designed with that in mind. Um, that being said, we're largely on GCP. So that's kind of how we've used it. Uh, and in some sense, there may be differences in how other companies operate that uh, don't kind of align with how we operate. Like 
does a particular team own a particular billing resource, for example, or is there one billing resource for the entire company? Those kinds of things might kind of diverge from how we use cost insights. And that's, I think, where other companies can really contribute to make this uh, a more broadly applicable product. You know, we're welcoming that kind of outside perspective because we're kind of, you know, we have our certain way of going about things and that may not fit with other companies. So I think that's the advantage of open source is you get all those outside perspectives and you can get contributions to make the product better. Indeed. Well, I mean, Spotify has, has certainly taken great advantage of, of open source technology over the years. Um, you're going you're gonna to learn a lot and get some scar tissue and learn a lot about open source governance um, as, you, as you move forward with Backstage and, and Cost Insights. Okay, that is super interesting. That's Cost Insights um, from uh, Spotify in the Backstage platform. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing a little bit of work uh, looking at this platform. I think it's an important issue, um, shifting cost optimization left. That's exciting. Uh, thank you, Jai, uh, Amir, and Tim uh, for joining us uh, today and I uh, look forward to future conversations. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.